Welcome back to another episode of the Retro Craptacular Podcast, where each month we continue our search for the best bad movies on the planet Earth. I am your host, Aaron, and I am joined, as always, by my boo, Ooh. Matt. Oh, I love it. Hey, boo. It's Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's. Well, I mean, it was like two days ago, but hey. It's Valentine's adjacent. Good enough for me. It is the Valentine. It is the Valentine. And I mean, really, why do we care? Nope. No. Oop. Well, oh. uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, why do we select only one day of the year to celebrate love? But that's. Better. But yeah, also, why do we care? Yeah, uh, yeah. Just whatever. It's Hallmark. I mean, like, it's, Hallmark it's, holiday. It's a birthday. It's a birthday. It's the birthday of of Saint Valentine, right? Cupid. Oh no! It's the it was when Cupid was born. Yeah, but honestly, he's a baby. Yeah, but like. It was still a long time after um, Cuba's birth that they started actually training in archery. So I don't know why this day is so important. I don't know either. <sighs> also, there was a massacre. We don't need to get into that, though. No. Oh, baby. Um, anyway, but... hey, boo, let's start over. That was... <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? How are you doing? Good. So good. Watch movies. Mm, talk about it. That's, that's, that's our jam. That's what I do. Here we are. Um, did you watch the Lord of the Rings trailer? I did. Looks fine, doesn't it? It looks like a show that I'm gonna watch, yeah. regardless of what happens. I don't know why people are shitting on it. I'm like, I looked at it and I'm like, that looks fucking expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people love shitting on things. Oh, totally. But it's also like, they spent like $30 million an episode on that shit, so like... Ooh, an episode. <laughs> it's the most expensive show of all time. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, they spent $250 million just to get the rights, and then they committed to a five-season thing. Five seasons? Five-season commitment. Wow. But about 250 a season. Wow. And there's not going to be more than 10 episodes. So it's like $25, 30000000 million an episode. Shit. Yeah. And I mean, that'll obviously get scaled to like when they do bigger episodes. More naturally, budget will yeah, be over naturally. there and less. And, but it's like you get a fucking... It's like feature film budget yeah. stuff, you know? I mean, Lord of the Rings is a <clears throat> is a huge IP. Yeah. If someone's, yeah, going to dive in and do a show about it. They're going to try to do it right, which is great. Yeah. That's what I want. I've seen a lot of people shitting on it, and we can talk about the fact that there's black elves in it, but I feel like we don't need to. I It never even crossed my mind. Yeah. I don't That's That's one of the main... I mean, that's like the, it's the same people that were complaining about the Black Stormtrooper. I was just about to say. It was the, yeah. But then the other thing is, I've seen a lot of people being like, this looks like crap. This looks so cheap. And I'm like. Oh, no. How? No. No, it doesn't. It looks very expensive. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But. It looks and was very expensive. Yeah, totally. So I'm excited for it, man. I think. Sweet. Well, the other thing that a lot of people complain about is that the dwarf uh, queen doesn't have a beard. Oh, uh, you know what? I do I do love <laughs> to see female dwarves with beards. Honestly, it, it just makes sense. It looks right to me. And it's so rare. Actually, yeah. once. I think I've only seen it once. It was briefly, but I saw it and it made me so happy. It was in uh, Netflix's The Witcher. Oh, okay. I never finished The Witcher. We see a female dwarf. She's got a beard. She looks great. Nice. And I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, it, they're doing, you know, they're going way back in time. 
They're doing yeah, the first the, age. Is it the first age or the second age? Well, so I think they're going to start with the first age. That's a good place to my start. My Tolkien lore, yeah. My, t- I mean, technically they started with the third age, and now they're going back, so. Oh, some. They're George Lucasing it. I was just, oh, yeah, you beat me to it. <laughs> um, but uh, my my Tolkien lore uh, is, is a little messy and hazy because it's dense mm. and uh, not a fun read. Hey, that's legit. <laughs> I never touched the Samaros. I have tried the several times and I never make it more than like 30 pages in before yeah. I'm like, fuck, this is just like reading a textbook. Yep. It's not fun. So that's what I've heard. Tolkien fans are screaming into their iPods right now at me. But <laughs> basically what I understand is they're going to try and condense that book into the first two episodes, which are going to be about 90 minutes apiece. Okay. So the first three hours of the show is just the Silmarillion. So wait, is this show like setting up the entire world of Middle Earth? Uh, kinda. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Um, and I mean, like from the Silmarillion, I know like other books have like spun out of that. Like the fall of Gondolin is talked about in the Silmarillion, but then I believe has also been expanded into a novel of its own by Christopher Tolkien. Cool. So this, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. They got. A shit ton of stuff to go off of. Yeah, legit. It's a big world, and we honestly haven't had that much yeah. from it as far as, you know, movies and TV shows go. Yeah, but, like, I, I don't know. Like, I was a big fan of, like, the Lord of the Rings movies. I don't, oh, like, yeah. I don't read the books very often. Like, I've read them. I've read The Hobbit more than I've read Lord of the Rings. Oh, I've, I've read, read The Hobbit so many times. Yeah, I love The <laughs> Hobbit. Um, So, I don't, like, I'm not, like, precious. Same about to yeah, precious about lord of the rings to to the way i am with something like star wars which we'll get into mm-hmm. um so i'm i'm excited to like see where they take it yeah it's kind of one of those things for me where i'm i'm also excited to watch the show i'm going to you know watch it all the way through regardless if it, yeah. if i get to the end and i think that that I mean was... unless it's like fucking bad like it could be really boring. Well, sure, maybe, but... I don't know. <laughs> typically, if I decide to watch a show, even if it's bad, I'll go all the way to the end of it. We just talked about oh. Cabo Bebop before we started recording. Um, Life is too short for that, man. Nah, I <coughs> I don't sleep a lot. Um, Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, but if I get to the end of Lord of the Rings show and it was bad, then I'll be like, nah, that's too bad. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be broken up about it. But will you show up for season two? because mm. remember there's going to be five. Oh yeah you just said <laughs> well i haven't thought that far ahead and yeah. i'm okay with that i guess it depends on how bad it was i w- yeah i will say i i already hate the title the rings of power yeah really lord of the rings the rings of power does not sit well with me i guess so i mean i i look at it as like to draw from another literary classic series that has been adapted into feature films the twilight saga no one refers to the movies as the twilight saga new moon the twilight saga eclipse you just say new moon eclipse so i'm just thinking like they've got to put the brand on it so that mouth breathers know oh that's the that's the lord of the i know that so that they know it and then they call the rings of power no one's gonna call it i'm just gonna call it the rings of power okay i just to pull from another literary Mm. (laughs) the hunger game no 
But they had to do that, right? They can't just call it, even though it's like, you know, New York Times best-selling book, they can't just call it Catching Fire. It's like The Hunger Games Catching Fire so that there can be no doubt. Yeah, sure, but The Hunger Games Catching Fire sounds like a fine title. Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power does not. There's only one word in the show title that is different from the book title. And maybe it's unreasonable, but it just feels weird. And also, when I, when I hear The Rings of Power... I don't think of Lord of the Rings. I think of Shang-Chi. And, and, the then, and then I think of Power Rangers. I don't know why exactly. Maybe I just love Power Rangers. But I just... The, the title... I feel I like it's I, I didn't come weak. up. I didn't come up against that at all. I mean, I get it. Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Ring-a-ding-ding. <laughs> yeah. So, I, well, that's just a little thing. That doesn't matter. Yeah. But it's just... Yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's just I just don't like it. I just don't like it. No, fair enough. Fair enough. But maybe the show will be great. Maybe, maybe it'll be care. good. I don't know. I right. will tell. When does it come out again? Like September? September 2nd. Yeah. We're... Just in time for people that got to go to school. Yeah. Sucks I'll be, be them. laughing at all the children walking past my house to go to the middle school. And I'll be like, you idiots. I'm watching Lord of the Rings right now. <laughs> you all have to wait till you get home. And I'm watching it right now. And they will tell their parents. Yeah, like I don't want, I don't feel safe. <laughs> yeah, There's a man in a bathrobe yelling at me. <laughs> you live right by a school, dude. You should chill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are times where like I have to let the dog out in the morning, and I'm just like in my underwear, and I'm like I should maybe get a robe or something because I I can see the school from my back door. Like, yeah. You know, and if there was like kids showing up early for something, they would just see me with my titties hanging out. Like, well, good morning to them. Yeah, you're good. I think I'm fine. Nobody's filed a complaint yet that I know yet. about. Yeah, you're good so yeah. far. But, uh, anyways, it's going a weird place right off the bat. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna back up for a sec. I'm just gonna take off my sweater because I'm, I'm actually gonna take off my sweater too. It's kind of warm in here. Yeah, for real. It gets toasty in here quick. It's all these hot takes I'm dropping. Oh, <laughs> so we should probably talk about Boba Fett. I mean, I I almost feel like we could do a separate episode. Like we could do I mean, an entire Patreon exclusive. Yeah, I got shit to say. <sighs> Let's, let's just, for the sake of the people listening at home, general thoughts real quick, and then let's dive in. Okay. So general thoughts is bad. Yeah. It's bad. It was bad. I didn't like it. At all. It was bad. Okay. I liked, I liked one episode a bit. It was the episode of The Mandalorian. Oh, okay. Um, because it showed the man, the character of the Mandalorian having some dynamics in his character arc. Well, okay, so I have thoughts on that. I I sort of agree with the the Mandalorian episode. I think like as an episode of the Mandalorian, it's okay. But like, I think if that was episode one of season three, people would have been like. Are you fucking kidding? Like, we saw him, like, 
training with the armorer for like 10 minutes and then he spent the rest of the episode just like building his spaceship like and like we saw him like catch a flight and they spent so much time on him catching a flight like what (laughs) i thought there was a lot of fat in that episode that could have been trimmed for sure but it was still a nice break from the book of boba fett so if you want to hear the rest of our thoughts on the book of boba fett and the future of star wars you can head over to our patreon uh, and that will be on the $3 tier as a bonus episode. Um, yeah, lots to unpack there. Indeed. But uh, you know what? We're gone for three weeks and the suitcase is full. <laughs> oh boy, is it ever. Um, but now we're here to do what we came here to do, mm. <laughs> uh, which is talk about our film for this month, which is appropriately called valentine he loves me spend this valentine's day he loves me not with someone you love he loves me someone you trust he loves me not and someone you know he loves me won't try to kill you will you dance with me dance with me dance with me Remember the kid everybody ignored on Valentine's Day? Loser. Well, he remembers you. God, we were so horrible to that kid. What do you think happened to him? Aww, it's so sweet. So sweet and loving. So nice. And murder. Murder. Uh, So this was a first time watch for both of us. Yeah. Neither of us, I don't think, had ever heard of this film. Never heard of it. Um, a lot of recognizable actors. A lot of recognizable actors, and that's kind of why I picked it up. Uh, I found it on the shelf at the uh, secondhand store, and I went like, "Oh, Denise Richards and David Boreanaz and Marley Shelton and Katherine Heigl. Like, this is a yeah, this is a craptacular movie <laughs> just based on the cover of the DVD." Yep. Um, so I was super excited to pick it up for that reason, uh, and then you know. We popped it in, and it was actually kind of good. Yeah, but so... Like, not not terrible. Yeah. Like, um, how do we... Was, was it about... What was it, what was it about, really? So, like, yeah. Could, the, could you say it in one sentence? Could I? Oh, you want the elevator pitch? Okay. Uh, a group of uh, friends are haunted by their past when they start receiving threatening valentines related cards from someone who they used to bully nice yep yeah that's good um it's a it's a bit unclear throughout the movie who like the lead character is at times yeah um because it kind of you focus on the friend group so it is a bit of an ensemble but um it's from that early i think it's from 2001 is when this came out and oh good year yeah, you know, 2001. It was all right. Beginning of the new century. Um, it was directed by a guy named Jamie Blanks, who is probably best known for directing uh, Urban Legend eh. with Tara Reid. It came out in 1998. It was another sort of attempt at keeping the slasher genre alive. Um, you know, that kind of was perfected, birthed, and died in the 80s. <laughs> Yeah, think that's, you can, yeah, that's fair. When I think of the slasher genre, it's like it is an '80s thing, right? Like, it, and it's yeah. like 
in terms of like the cinema landscape of the 80s it's like so important to it right because it's like halloween comes out in 1978 Mm -hmm. sean cunningham says i bet you i could rip that off puts out (laughs) friday the 13th in 1980 and then everyone goes like oh you can just do that (laughs) you can just do that you can just rip it off and no one will stop you you can make it for $500,000 and take home like 70 million. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? We can make a thousand of these. And then there's just like And then they did. So many slasher movies came out in the 80s. Yeah. Like like so many that like there's probably like as many lost slasher movies from the 80s that will never be seen again outside of like a dusty old VHS tape at the back of some mom and pop shop in like, you know, fucking butt fuck nowhere Connecticut. <laughs> um like like there's probably as many of those as there are like lost films from the silent era like films that literally probably the only known copy of them like combusted because it was nitrate yeah (laughs) (laughs) like uh so um yeah when i think of like the slasher movies from the 90s especially like urban legend like comes out after scream Mm. and like you watch it with that scream era yeah, like Scream kind of went like, oh, okay, this is the genre. Let me show you all the flaws. <laughs> you yep. know, let's turn it upside down mm-hmm. and you can come backstage and you can see how how the sausage is made. And, and it like made watching movies with through a lens of like cliches and tropes like mainstream. Yeah. And so like suddenly everything is meta. Right. And when you watch Valentine and when you watch Urban Legend, there's none of that. Yep. Right? Like, it's played It's played totally straight. And I will say, I think, actually, I watched Urban Legend not that long ago. I oh. don't know why. <laughs> okay. I think I was browsing Netflix um, around Christmas time because I had... Looking for that Christmas slasher flick? I had, like, on? no... Yeah, I was like, I could watch Black Christmas, I guess. But, like, <laughs> I had no work because freelancing dies around the holidays. It doesn't right. pick up till like, the end of January. So I was like... I got a lot of fucking free time and a browse, you know, and I had a, a partner that, or have a partner that works retail. So she's out of the house. Right, right. Because <laughs> it's Christmas time. So she's working a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here going, like, I got eight hours to kill. I got fucking <laughs> dogs asleep. I guess I could just, like, you know, so I go on Netflix and find some shit to watch. And uh, I think I actually like Valentine more. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it wasn't worse. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think it's actually. I think the kills are a little more interesting in Urban Legend because okay. they kind of come off um, like they, they're all kind of based around an urban legend, like, you know, like the hook man or like the kids uh, are like making yeah. out in the car and then there's a killer who's escaped from a mental asylum. He's got a hook. and Classic. You know, she can hear tapping on the roof and it's his feet hitting the roof as he's been hung from the tree that they're parked under and like mm. stuff like that, right? So um, like the opening scene of Urban Legend is actually pretty good where it's like a woman driving she pulls into a gas station and Brad Dourif is the gas station attendant and he's like kind of creepy. And she's like, miss, he's like, miss, can you come inside? The There's a problem with your credit card. They want to speak to you on the phone and he's trying to get her inside. And you're like, oh my God, like, is he like going to fucking kill her or something? And she, she freaks out, you know, she picks up the phone and there's nothing, no one on the end of the line. And she's like, oh my God. And she freaks out and she runs away and, uh, and gets in the car, and he, like, runs, he's like, no, wait, 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 and as she's driving away, he's like, there's someone in the back seat, and then you just see, like, the killer pop up with, like, an axe, and, like, chop her head off, and it goes, like, through the passenger, or through the driver window, and it's like, 
Yeah, that's a good opening. The rest of the movie kind of sucks, but oh, well, yeah. <laughs> at least they started strong. I think the the kills in Valentine are not as inventive. Yeah. Um, but I think I liked the overall like whodunit aspect of it. That's true. There was more mystery than I thought. Yeah, it, be. it was more satisfying than the reveal in Urban Legend because like you get to the end of Urban Legend and it's just kind of like, oh, it's that. Oh, okay, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, so Valentine. Valentine has a very different opening scene. Yeah, where it's like a high. No, not high school. It's middle school. It's like middle school. Yeah, it's a middle school dance. I think they they say later in the movie that kid from sixth grade. Yeah, that's right. So, so these kids are like eleven. Sixth grade dance. Yeah. And there's some kid, you know, in a button-up shirt. He's tucked into his khakis and he's wearing glasses and he's yeah. a little buck toothed. His little center part. Mm-hmm. And he's asking girls to dance with him. Yeah. And they do not want to. No. They and really don't. Some of them are some of them are harsh about very it. Very mean about it. Um and you you can see like in between all the scenes of him asking, there like cuts to like his yearbook and he's like circled their photo and drawn hearts around them and been like, Paige, I love you. Kate, I love you. Yeah, in the real, like, real stalkery way. Yeah. It's all very creepy. Very, It is a little it is a little creepy. And so, yeah, so it's clear, like, this kid is pretty yeah. intense. Um, but then he goes uh, up to uh, one girl who's on the bleachers and asks her. And she's, like, hesitant, but then also she's all alone. And so yeah. then they Because she's hands. the chubby one. Right. They say that. She was not chubby. Like I, I was really confused about that. I mean, she's like chubbier than the other ones, okay. right? Well, yeah, she wasn't scrawny. No, she wasn't. And so you know, yeah, they play it off as like, oh, I guess he, you know, he'll go for the fat girl because she has lower self-esteem because of she's she's fat. Yeah, um, he was. You know, she wasn't, and I hated it. But asks her to dance. And then, you know, she kind of smiles a bit. And I was like, oh, okay, well, they're going to dance together. Wrong. No, they're going to immediately go under the bleachers and start making out. Yeah. Because it's sixth grade. Yeah. Okay. Um, make it eighth grade. Sorry? Like, make it eighth grade. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> um, I mean, not that there was a very big difference for me between six and eight. But anyway. No, but like that two years i think makes a lot of difference a lot of people start hitting puberty around then yeah at least in this context it would have felt a little bit better but anyway they're making out and then a bunch of uh little six-year-old bastards and six-year-olds they're mean they are um look it up well they're not Um, six-year-olds sorry i meant (laughs) i meant sixth graders wow no six-year-olds can be can be quite sweet yeah i've learned um but yeah a bunch of sixth grade boys like climb up onto the bleachers and peer down and start like jeering um and the girl immediately realizes like okay this dude is the butt of this joke if i want to get out of this with my dignity i need to throw him under the bus yeah and they start being like oh is this perv like attacking you or something and she's like yeah yeah this this perv he just attacked me Um, and just like, yeah, fully throws him under the bus. And then these bullies dump punch on him, strip him of his clothes and like throw him into the dance floor. And I'm like, where are the chaperones? Yeah. What kind of sixth grade nonsense is this? 
They should have at least shown, like, one of the parents, like, getting drunk off of, like, you know, like a little flask or something in the corner. Sure, yeah. At least if they had shown negligence, then it would have been intentional. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, no, that's the end of that scene. Yeah. It was very bad. And then we are 13 years later. Yeah. And immediately cuts to a very creepy dude on a date with Katherine Heigl and... Like, I think you're supposed to assume that, like, oh, this is that guy grown up. Yep. Because he's definitely a creep. It's immediately what I thought. Spinach in his teeth. Um, Talking about why why people are attracted to each other. Yeah. Referring to himself in the third person all the time. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then... Looked like a real bad date, basically. Yeah. But um, also, it was it was a little confusing because this this um opening scene was all about the the kid yeah who got bullied and then we cut to 13 years later and we see a guy and we think that he's the kid yeah and so up until this point i'm still thinking that kid is the main character of this movie yeah well yeah and it's i think it's done as an intentional red herring because he's got the same initials you find out later right his name's like jason marquette and the person that they're looking for is Justin Justin Melnick I can't remember I um, I could look it up but why uh, <laughs> doesn't matter same doesn't initials matter. same initials JM right mm-hmm. um, and so that's a bit of a red herring um, to like fake you out right and then it goes to you know he he wants to take her home and she's like I this has been a terrible date I have no interest in you um, I'm just going to go, let's get the check. And then he gets the check and he's like, Ooh, so let me see. Uh, you had the salmon and the, uh, the crab cakes and, uh, I had this in the salad. So, uh, you know, and she's like, Oh, fine. You want to split the check because I'm not going to go home and sleep with you. Mm-hmm. Which is why ladies always dump a guy after he's paid. <laughs> Okay, if the date's going horrible, flirt with them long enough to get, make sure he pays the check, and then get in the cab and go home. I was thinking more just like leave faster, but... Oh yeah, you could also do that too. Like, I had a wonderful time, see you later Jason, bye, and just fuck off. (laughs) Yeah. Get your Uber app out. Always have an exit strategy. (laughs) You know, order an Uber, and then just as soon as you see like the Uber is like one minute away, you're like, you know what, this isn't working out, I'm gonna fuck off, bye. And then get the fuck out and then leave him with the check. Yeah. That's how you do that. Um overall, that guy doesn't really have anything to do with the rest of the movie. No, he's in one other scene. He doesn't. And so then yeah, it's uh <laughs> the 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 girl in this scene who we don't know who she is. Yeah. Uh she's one of the girls from the opening scene grown up. Yeah, I at some point, I started to assume that. It was never clear. Yeah. Um, um, I guess, like, when he asks the girls to dance, he says their names. I didn't immediately memorize them. No. Um, so, this girl had... Shelly? Yeah, one of the names. I don't remember any of the Something names. like that. Uh, I remember Denise Richards was Paige, and okay. Marley Shelton was Kate. Oh, wow. And... What was the chubby girl's name? Tino. No. Gertrude. That, that was Gertie. Yeah. No. Uh, it's uh, 
Dorothy. Aloysius. Okay. Dorothy, because in one scene, Kate keeps calling her Doroth. Doroth. Yeah. Which is a fun pet name for anyone named Dorothy. Yeah. Dor is right there. Dor-Dor. Dodo. Dodo. Like. Doroth. It's just one more syllable. Just keep going. Doroth. Dorothy. It's another syllable that's even on the way out. Dorothy. Yeah. Is just as much work as Doroth. Because you have to work to stop yourself. Yeah. I think it's more work. Yeah. To say Doroth. Um, That's besides the point. That is besides the point. Uh, uh, the writing's real weird at some points. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think there's one called like Lily or Tina or something like that or Lucy. She's the one that gets bow and arrowed. And then Denise Richards is like, she's out of town. And right. Like, is that was, she? That was all very confusing. But anyway, um, let, let, let's back up. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. We had the opening scene, the awkward date, and then she's like, I got finals. Bye. And then she goes to the morgue or yeah. hospital or whatever she's working on a cadaver it's probably like the university lab yeah i guess so i don't work something yeah yeah um but honestly that date was so bad that she would rather hang out with a corpse yeah although that was pretty funny yeah um but then you know, she hears a noise she goes to investigate and bumps into what apparently is like another classmate another they classmate, seem like they yeah. know each other like a good, good luck tomorrow i guess finals yeah. and stuff also don't go on a date the night before your final like that's that's a bad that's a bad call yeah uh anyway she goes back and okay i'm gonna cut into this guy now and then the guy breathes on the table and she's like what and then she jumps back and then she hits the closet and then the face of the cadaver is in the closet and she opens the closet and the cadaver that she was supposed to working on falls out and she looks back at the table and there's no one there yeah so the killer came in moved the corpse into a closet undressed completely and got on the table covering himself all except for his stomach so that she could hold a scalpel to his stomach and sh- and he could scare her that was a really risky scare tactic yeah oh totally like you can't see his face was covered yeah if he hadn't taken a deep breath <laughs> you know at that exact moment he could have had a scalpel in his gut yeah, I know. Like, is he feeling the blade start to touch him? And that's when he's like, <gasps> like, I don't, I don't know. It was, if, I think it happens before, but maybe not. I'd have to go back and look. But, but I also don't. Um, anyway, yeah. and then she's like, you know, obviously very reasonably freaked out. And yeah. She's got a scalpel and she's, you know, the tension's rising and she's kind of looking around and then she gets grabbed from behind. Some yeah. She goes curtains. to like, look around um and at this point i guess he ran off and put on his trench coat and his boots and his cupid mask and got his knife yeah and uh you know yeah comes out of the curtains behind her and grabs her and she freaks out and stabs him with the scalpel and gets away at first gets away yeah and then he just kind of like walks out of the room after her yeah and we're like oh i guess there he is yeah it's a very underwhelming reveal shot of the killer because like you don't really see him in the um uh, when he comes up from behind the curtain you don't see his face at all you don't see the mask and like he's got this cupid mask which like you saw in the beginning at the dance there was a oh, couple people right. that had the the cupid mask on i guess i, mean, I only saw one person and I, it was really out of place yeah i couldn't tell if it was one person or if it was like multiple people in different shots or if it was supposed to be the same person but i don't think so like the kid gets thrown naked onto the dance floor by the bullies yeah and then a bunch of people like look and one of those people is wearing a mask and i was like why the fuck is that kid wearing a mask yeah, I don't know. It's never answered. But then, yeah, this this person's wearing the mask. That's all I got. 
So, uh, anyways, uh, she she has the brilliant idea to hide in a body bag. Yeah, and like, yeah, she runs into a room. It's where all these dead bodies are. She's cornered herself, so she hides in a body bag. And then the killer comes in. And then I think I even said out loud, like, okay, so he's just gonna look in every bag until he finds her and then kill her. Yeah. There was no tension in that scene. He like starts opening some bags and then just starts stabbing some, and then he gets to the very last one. Yeah. And I was like, okay, the only way this scene is gonna be good is, is if she's not in there and she's found a smart place to hide. But she's in there, and then yeah. he cuts her throat. Yeah. And then he closes the bag. Yeah. And that was the end of the scene. And I was like, hmm, this is bad. It is bad. Um, yeah. So that that wasn't great. The next kill, I think, is the probably the most interesting kill in the movie. It has the most interesting set piece where after the funeral, you know, they meet a, a cop who's like, hey, you know, have you ever heard of a Jason Marquez or Marquette or whatever? I'm like, no, I've never heard of him. And they're like, all right, well... Our friend is dead. Let's celebrate by going to this art exhibition opening that one of the other girls is putting on or is dating the guy whose art it is. That one. I couldn't tell if she was involved in it or not. I don't think so. But anyways, yeah. so... And, uh, and at this point, at least, it's clear, like, oh, okay, so all of the characters of this movie are actually the girls who rejected this kid at the dance. Yeah. It hadn't been clear for me until they were all there at the funeral. Uh, one of them gets a Valentine's. Oh, in the opening scene, or I guess second scene, uh, we find a she finds a Valentine's Day card stuck to like a pin board with her name on it. It's a Shelly, and then she opens it up, and there's like a threatening message about like I'm gonna stab you to death. Yeah, with something like roses are red, violets are blue. I'm gonna slit your throat. I don't yeah. remember exactly how it well, goes. Well, the one that I rec I re remember was not that one. The next one was roses are red, violets are blue. They'll need dental records to identify you. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that was a fun one. And she's like, "Huh, that's creepy." Oh well, let's go to this party. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's creepy. And my my friend just died, and the last person she was with is missing. I guess I'll not report that to the police. Which is like, I get not trusting the police, but having no alarm at all about the situation was dumb. Real stupid. And yeah. also, it was the 90s slash early 2000s. People trusted the police back then. I guess. At least white people did. Mm, there you go. <laughs> um, and, and this movie's pretty white. Very. Very. I'd say, like, almost exclusively white. <laughs> it seemed like it. It's like the one, like, lat, lat, Latinx housekeeper. Yeah, just yeah, just a housekeeper. At least they made her very like disapproving of being bossed around. Oh, and the like Vietnamese mail order bride that's in the one scene, right? Or, who is yeah. is just a yeah tragically bitchy character. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So then, what the fuck even happens next? I don't know. Go, <laughs> at they, this point, we know we know that they're they're, they're gonna die one at a time. Like, yeah, that's they, obvious. They go to the art. Uh, Ex uh, exhibition and right it is a maze of television screens that like have body parts on them and there's a lot of like mouths close ups of mouths being like what do you do for fun love me yeah and it's supposed to be like me. what even is valentine's and it's supposed yeah. to be like some weird i don't know but then there's a shot yeah bullshit. but then there's just videos of like girls taking their bras off yeah. You know, and stuff like that. And whatever. Um, art. Art. <laughs> <laughs> Did 
So they go through the maze. It's uh, weird, yeah. They, they get separated in the maze, I guess. They get separated in the maze. Well, she sneaks off with the artist, uh, Lily or whatever her name is, sneaks off with the artist and they're like making out. And then this other random girl shows up and starts like unbuttoning her blouse, watching them make out. And she like sees that and she's like, oh, who is that? And he's like, oh, it's Tiffany. I invited her to come join us. And she's like, oh, you're such a sleaze bag. And he's like, yeah, but you knew that. <laughs> I guess he was going to try to get like get them to have a menage a trois in the. In his art gallery. In his art gallery. Some straight narcissism right there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess so. But she wasn't down, which, yeah. Yeah, I, she was like, oh, I didn't sign up for this. Yeah, there was there was no discussion. Yeah, and so all. then she leaves in a huff, and he's like, ah, oh, whatever. At least the other girl's still there. Um, no, the other girl got the fuck out, too, actually. Did she get the fuck out, too? She starts unbuttoning the blouse, and then Lily's like, what the fuck is this shit? And then that's when the other girl's like, oh, he didn't talk to her about it? She buttons her shirt back up and leaves. Oh, good. Okay, cool. Yeah, that was great. Um... <laughs> Uh, and then, like, the maze, I guess, like, changes partially. So, anyway, she we gets... We see walls shifting. Yeah. Yeah. It gets... It, I, my anxiety was rising. That's, uh, a maze that changes is scary shit. Oh, yeah. Alien versus Predator must be nightmare for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty scary. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, I thought this was actually the, probably the coolest part of the movie in terms of, like... Visuals? Visuals and stuff. I'm like, oh, like... Getting trapped in this like weird like postmodernist art exhibit that like is changing and like there's like all kinds of stuff going on the screen is like sensory overload and like you're getting lost in this like maze of televisions and like there's just music and people talking and just noise saturating the whole thing. I'm like, this is cool. I've never seen this in a slasher movie before or like a, you know outside of like some like weird avant garde like art house horror like you know yeah uh like i've never seen anything like that uh, yeah uh, in like a mainstream slasher movie let alone some like psychedelic mindfuck movie yeah fair but uh yeah and then like the killer shows up with a bow and arrow and just (laughs) yeah she's like getting like lost and getting turned around like the tension's rising and then just like yeah arrowed yeah she gets arrowed three times in the gut and then like falls through a projector screen, through an exit door, and then, like, over a railing and lands directly in a dumpster. And the lid closes. And the lid closes. And I was just thinking, like, who puts a dumpster right in the middle of a staircase like that? Yeah, it, it looked like, like the fire escape that's in the middle of a building or something. Yeah, it's that, like... like I it's like everyone cl- can just chuck their garbage down the stairs instead of taking it taking it yeah, out yeah i guess properly. it's like you know like a like a spiral staircase and like it's it's there in case there's a fire in this like building right you can't use the elevator so you put, use the stairs and they just put the stairs at the end of the building so it's out of the way and it's just like a concrete staircase kind of thing right yeah yes and and then it like wraps around so you can like look over the edge and like see all the way down and there's just a dumpster right at the bottom of it that's convenient so it, yeah i guess um and so then, you know, the detective wants to talk to all the ladies, and he's like, wasn't in these, at one of their apartments, and they're like, wasn't there one more of you? And uh, At which point I was like, great detective work. <laughs> he, yeah, he was... Wasn't there one more person that I talked to last time? Yeah. And Denise Richards like, oh, she's out of town. Which was very confusing. I don't, yeah. I don't remember them ever saying that she had plans to leave immediately after. Like, no. They all went to that gallery together and apparently left without her, because she was dead in a dumpster and didn't notice 
Yeah. I mean, in their defense... No one talked to her. No, in their defense, I think they assumed she was going to fuck the artist guy. Right. Okay, yeah. I guess. But then just be like, uh, she's out of town. And I was like, are they, like, lying or something? Because it comes across like she's lying. Yeah, like she's covering for her friend. Yeah. But for what purpose? Yeah. For what porpoise? Um, Yeah. But, no. And then we get introduced to Angel. That's right. Uh... Well, Adam is played by David Boreanaz, who's uh, Kate's on again, off again, currently off again, but trying to get back on again boyfriend who is a recovering alcoholic. Yeah. Um, complicated relationship. Complicated dynamic relationship there. dynamic. But interesting. He's like I've been sober for like three weeks now. I'm also, doing. He has a very interesting face. I yeah. Just, it's an interesting face to look at. Yeah, well, I think, like I said, he uh, when we were watching it, like he's too handsome for TV, but not quite handsome enough for movies. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, uh, <laughs> one one important note that I forgot to, um, at the dance at the beginning when this um, when this dork boy gets thrown under the bus by this girl, uh, he starts to like get really stressed out, and his nose bleeds. His nose bleeds, yeah. And when we see the killer after he's uh, slit. Uh, Shelly's throat yeah. in, in that first kill some nose blood comes out of the nose of the mask yeah and same with the bow and arrow kill yeah nose is bleeding so we're like oh okay it's that kid yeah um so we know it's that kid but we don't know who that kid has grown up to be yeah and it could be anybody and there's a few sketchy dudes yeah in this couple of sketchy dudes for sure movie. um Marley Shelton's character, Kate, has a creepy guy that lives in her building. Yep. That's always, like, harassing her by the elevator. And apparently every time she's doing laundry... Yeah, he shows up. He's there. We find out it's because he likes, likes to steal her panties and, like, thigh highs and put them on and wear them. Yep. He's like a, he's like a panty sniffer, so that's fun. Yep, he gets caught doing that, but by the killer by the killer who's who, in her apartment yeah bludgeons him to death with an iron yeah with a hot iron yep um which like shouldn't leave your iron on like that no. it's a bad like, idea we, we see her in a scene like oh she's in the shower and she hears a noise yeah right and she gets out of the shower and as she's getting out of the shower she, she or like at some point in that's in that scene the iron starts to whistle and she's like oh shoot like she un- goes and unplugs it so yeah it's established that she's prone to leaving it on um i guess so like loosely established yeah and bad. Then we, we see it again later and yeah the killer comes in and it's just on and it's hot yeah it's like steaming ferociously yeah which is like geez like lower the temperature setting yeah. your iron seriously um, um so you know he's i guess it's yeah it's established that she has this very very bad habit of doing that don't do that it's not safe you're gonna burn your house down mm-hmm. uh or kill somebody like this guy does with it <laughs> uh yeah, and then so like you know that they, they kind of figure it out at some point because one of the girls gets a, a a Valentine that is like chocolates full of maggots. Yeah, and the Valentine is something like you are what you eat. Yeah. And uh, and signed J M. And then so then they're sitting there going through all the like J M S it could be, and they're like, oh, it could be this kid. Remember and they're like, oh yeah, we were so mean to him. <laughs> Memories. <laughs> Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's a really weird scene. Yeah, and I think they're kind of playing it off as like, ah, oh, you know, we were kids and we were mean and that's just like, you know, 
that's what what happens we were kids and we were mean and that you know we're grown-ups now and we're not mean like that anymore except denise richards kind of is yeah yeah a little bit a little bit i mean she gets real good revenge on that one guy from speed dating that was funny oh boy yeah so i mean so like throughout the movie there's there's adam who's dating kate and played by david boreanaz and he's like you know he's like recovering alcoholic um and and they're trying to get back together then there's uh dorothy has a boyfriend that she's been seeing for a month and he shows up and he's sunk all his money into this internet business and yeah, he's in fine in serious financial trouble yeah because his um his roommate, roommate didn't pay rent didn't pay rent and all his stuff was thrown out on the street and he doesn't have anywhere to go and he doesn't have any money and so dorothy's like hey uh housekeeper lady why don't you make up the guest house or the guest room for him and you know he's he's like oh thank you so much and then it's like okay so he's maybe a suspect yeah and then like um, a woman just shows up later to be like hey where is this asshole or she she sees this woman talking to him and is, and she's like you owe me a lot of money yeah and is apparently like this this fucker is a con artist don't believe him yeah 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 um which of course is ignored yeah uh and you know when he's getting when they're all getting talked to by the police they're going like hey do you have a boyfriend like what's his name you know and she's like oh yeah i was like do you know his last name how long have you known him for and she's like oh i don't know his last name i've only known him for a month and she's like oh and you got you're letting him live in your house and she's going like well you've let guys whose last names you don't know into your pants page so i don't know why you're harassing me about this and um you know and then they're trying to like what about adam like you know how well do you know she's like oh i've known him for a long time and like i guess they've known each other for about three or four years at this point yeah like it's, it seems like it they have a lot of history some somewhat of a long-term relationship right so mm-hmm. she's like no like i've known him for a long time it, like it couldn't be him um and so then the cop is like all right ladies you can all clear out actually Paige, you stay yeah <laughs> and proceeds to hit on her mm-hmm. which by the way like Paige, and and she's kind of like stare like stereotypically like played off as the hot one yeah of the group um and people hit on her all the time and her friends slut shamer for the entire movie yeah and like every guy in the movie that makes advances on her she shuts down yeah she doesn't hook up with anybody yeah she invites a guy that they met at speed dating at the beginning of the movie to this party at the end of the movie it's like a valentine's day party at dorothy's house and he shows up and they you know start dancing and grinding on each other and they make out a little bit and he's like i'd like to take you upstairs i want to show you something they dance for like five seconds dance for five seconds he's not there to dance he's not there to dance no and she's like all right she says i like surprises yeah okay so like yeah and so he goes upstairs they go upstairs and she's like so what's the surprise And he's like sit down she sits on the bed and he unzips his pants and he drops them He's, and there, there is the distinct. It's not very loud, but there is the distinct sound of skin slapping skin, like that was. There was a foley artist, yeah, implying, who made, made the sound of a, a big dick slapping yeah, down on a thigh. It's well implied that he has a magnum dong. Yeah, <laughs> and that was his surprise. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, you brought me up here to show me your penis. Wow." Yeah, and he's like, "Well, come on, baby." wax it 
yeah like what are you waiting for yeah and she's like all right take off your clothes and like gets in the, like well, first she goes to like storm out because she's like yeah. fuck this and he's and he's just like oh it's so cringy but he's like whoa baby just relax yeah it's gonna be all right it's gonna be all right like ugh, and she's like I hate it okay and i'm like well that's that's it's that easy Jeez. yeah and I think I even mentioned, but mentioned at that point, like, oh, she's been slut shamed throughout the whole movie, and is like showed herself to not be a slut. Is she just gonna sleep with this guy now? Yeah, and I was like, oh, maybe her friends are, you know, calling her out for a reason. Yeah, I guess I guess that was <laughs> justified at some point. Or, um, well, I mean, still not. It's justified. not justified, no, but like, the there's word. at least there's evidence to back it up. Yeah, you know. But then, yeah, there. she she uh, gets him to take off all of his clothes, gets him to lie down on the bed, and she pulls silk scarves out of somewhere. I don't remember. Um, it was like a bedside table. She like right. ties his arms and legs to the bed with the scarves and like puts a blindfold on him. Mm-hmm. She like climbs on top of him and she's like, hey, baby, you still want me to wax it? And he's like, yeah. And then she grabs a candle. Oh. And, and po- it's so good, too, because there's a shot. You see like um, like both of their heads while she's on top of him. Um, and that's what's in focus. But in the foreground, out of focus in the shot, are the candles along the headboard. And then she just says, you still want me to wax it? And he's like, oh, yeah. And then she just kind of like slowly looks up and the focus focus shifts (laughs) on this like three wick candle. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Definitely like you cross your legs at that moment where you're like, oh, Oh, but and it she just, just felt so justified. I jump, loved just it. Just dumps hot wax on his on his dick and then leaves. Yep. Which is awesome. It was a good scene. It was a really good scene. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to go put on my bathing suit and get in the hot tub by myself. With some champagne. With some champagne. She said, I'm going to go chill. Yeah. She needed to go chill out. That's yeah. legit. Take some me time, girl. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Um... Are there any other kill scenes we missed out before we get to the party? I don't think so. Uh, no, friend number one died, and then the other one got arrowed. Oh. Yeah. Oh, uh, Campbell, which is Dorothy's boyfriend. Of one month. Of one month. Who's uh, apparently a scam artist, according to this woman who keeps harassing them. Yeah, so he gets uh, told to go down to the basement and relight the pilot light because it went out. And they have no more hot water in the main house. And he's like, well, I guess I'm just part of the staff at this point. And I'm like, dude, you're living here for free. Shut the yeah, fuck up. Yeah, we see him with some scenes where he's not around. Yeah. What's her face? Um, and he's, yeah, shown to be a total jackass. And it's also maybe implied that he's impotent? Yeah. Well, I mean, well, she gives the one she, she gives him a watch for valentine's day and he's like oh i didn't know we were doing gifts oh okay sorry and she's like that's okay and then they start kissing and they start kissing and then it cuts to them lying naked next to each other in bed not in like a you know heavy breathing covered in sweat like that was amazing where they're just kind of lying next to each other awkwardly and he's like um yeah sorry about that and she's like it happens it's not a big deal it's not a big deal it happens and then she gets up to go shower and she's she's definitely seems disappointed and he definitely seems embarrassed yeah and it's like oh okay he couldn't perform mm. Um, so that you know, sucks for him, I guess. Uh, cause that's the last time he sees a girl naked cause he gets told to go down and relight the pilot light and, yep. uh, ends up copping an ax in the back. <laughs> he, he bends down in one shot and you see an ax in the background stuck in a piece of wood for some reason in the basement. Not clear. Yeah. In the boiler room where you chop, where you wood chop to wood 
to to boil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that you get all those nice cedar oils in your water mm-hmm. while you're showering. Mm-hmm. It's really good for your skin and hair. Um, and then you drink it. And you drink it and die. Yeah. <laughs> Man, if I did that, I would like die of anaphylactic shock. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I'm allergic to cedar. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Which Bad. is annoying because it smells so fucking oh, it good. it smells amazing. And I would just dude. love to have like a cedar oil diffuser in my house all the time so it smells like a forest, but like I would just be itchy. Yeah. Yeah. so awful. Sucks. Uh, I just have to settle for pine <sighs> like an idiot. Um, so anyways, he bends down to light the thing. You see the axe in the background. He lights it. He stands back up. The axe is missing. And then what happens to the axe? It ends up in his spine. Um, yeah which ultimately like that was that was that was like a pretty well set up scene but then yeah and then he gets and then he dies and yeah 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 and he was sort of set up to be like oh maybe this guy's like she's like you want to shower with me he's like oh i don't know i kind of want to get a workout in before i got to do this meeting you know yeah like so they they just tried tried to have sex and it didn't go well she invites him to shower yeah with her and he's like no, instead of having sex, I'm going to go exercise. Yeah. Which, like, sucks. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, it just, it just, uh, yeah, I think he's just being a dick. Yeah, I honestly. think so. And I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not saying, like, you know, you have to try right, right away again if you, like, have troubles in bed, but this also, character I don't even in know particular. She, I don't even know if she was wanting to have sex with him. She might have just been wanting to, like, let's take a shower together. Yeah, maybe. And, like, touch each other naked. That's fun. And maybe that will, like, you know, spark something. Yeah. Because also, like, the reason she gave him the watch is uh, she was complaining about... Uh, the police, the police questioning, questioning him, him. Because of her dead friend. And she feels of her dead friend that She feels bad. And then her friends are like, well, make it up to him. And she's like, well, how? And they're like, use your imagination. And, like, the implication is blow him. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly what her friends meant. Yeah. Which would have been cheaper than the watch, probably. But... Yeah. Um, but I think it's lovely that she interpreted <laughs> that as get him a nice watch. Get him a nice watch because I'm rich. <laughs> um, spend daddy's money on on the watch. But there you go. yeah, so then it's like basically just like cuts to like her Valentine's Day party. She's sad because he blew her off. Yeah, he hasn't shown up. He hasn't shown up. And it's like 1130. Yeah. And she's like, I know when I'm getting dumped, guys. And, you know, everyone's there. And uh, that woman shows up that was really mad about the about campbell about yeah campbell thank you yeah soup soupy soupy mcdickbag that was his last name <laughs> it was soup. soupy mcdickbag <laughs> <laughs> yeah unfortunate surname so she's all mad about soupy mcdickbag uh and she's like where is that son of a bitch i want my money you know, bitch she, better have she, my she's money like, he loves me and she's yeah. like he loves your trust fund yeah which is accurate yeah, it turns out she was totally right. Yeah. She's still a huge asshole about it. Yeah. And crashed her party and was kicked out and then snuck back in and snuck into her room and ironically stole the watch yeah. <laughs> that she gave to him. Yeah. Um, I mean, ultimately it doesn't matter because she goes into like the billiard room or something at one point and happens to stumble upon the killer dragging the corpse of the housekeeper around. <laughs> Yeah, and which, she's like, like, "Oh, why'd you have to go and kill the housekeeper? It seemed a little needless. It was off screen." Yeah, like, why did you? You didn't have to. Didn't have to. Could have yeah. just ignored her, like they did throughout the rest of the movie. 
Yeah, like, good, uh, glad the actor got more screen time, but I wish that it would have not been dead. Yeah. But here we are. Um, and, yeah, and so then, you know, what's great, what's great about the beginning of that scene is she doesn't just panic and run. Like, yeah. The killer comes up to her and she grabs a fucking cue. Pull cue. Yeah. Pull cue. Uh, and cracks him over the head. Yeah. Real quick. And, oh, yeah. like, drops him. Drops him. And, and then, then runs away. Yeah. I probably... I mean, like, I, I mean, I don't know how I would have reacted in that situation, but I feel like maybe a few more hits yeah. would have been like a good way to go. But anyway, she runs away. I mean, they teach you when you learn about like active shooter drills and stuff like that, which uh, I had to take part in uh, as part of a play that I was working on recently. They had to like cover what happens if like a shooter comes into the building. Holy shit. I know. We're in Canada. I mean, like, yeah, I mean anyways that shit can still happen here but i guess yeah that's not a normal drill no it's the first time it's ever us. happened to me yeah but it's uh hide fight and then run so she couldn't hide so she fought and then she ran and then she hid but she should have just kept running yes definitely should have kept running instead just of cornering herself in the sauna straight into the ocean just keep running. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't but stop like, till you reach the next yeah, continent. Don't stop till Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong side of the country. They're in California. What? Don't stop till you get to Hawaii. <laughs> there we go. Um, but yeah, like actually, um, she should have just kept running and 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 swam to Alcatraz. But anyways, uh, she doesn't. She goes to hide and ends up. This is maybe the the gnarliest kill in the movie yeah that's pretty good she gets like thrown through like a glass display case or something it was like a it was a, a like a shower door was that what it was yeah there was a shower there but i thought she was in a hallway so i thought she was in a hallway too it was very confusing but it was all tiled and stuff maybe it was a display case showing off the family's prized shower that's exactly what it was <laughs> we're gonna go with that so she gets thrown into this in into the shower display case yeah and there's like a very, very pointy piece of glass just sticking up at the bottom. And you're like, oh, I know where this is going. Oh, yeah. And uh, she gets her throat slash head shoved through that. And that's pretty fun. Yeah, there's just enough struggle to build the tension. And yeah. then it's like, it's not too fast. Yeah. Where it's just like. And this is, I think the problem I have with these like slasher movies from the 90s and early 2000s is they're all very like sanitized. You know, like there's not a lot of like. Of, like, gore? Gore, yeah. Okay, yeah, there wasn't a lot of gore in this movie. And, I mean, there's no... There's, like, a little bit of nudity on the screens in the art installation, but there's no... um, Like, you know, nobody gets their titties out in this movie. There's no nudity. No. I think it's only rated, like, PG-13. There's not a lot of swearing. You can get, get away with a lot of murder for PG-13, eh? Yeah, but there's no blood. That's the thing, right? Like, as long as there's no blood, I think you can kind of get away with as much violence, quote-unquote, as you want. That's dumb. Um, I think that's dumb. It is kind of dumb. I mean, they show the aftermath of it later. Like, you stumble upon her body. Yeah. Um, and there's just, like, a huge puddle of blood. But Ooh, you don't actually yeah. see the wound get inflicted. So. Sure. And, yeah, I think that's another thing that's, like, kind of... Uh, like, it's, like, a token of these this era of slasher movies, that they're all very, like, clean. So you're saying you, you, you would want to see more gore and more nudity. Yeah. Like in the 80s, it's like, you know, uh, when she gets out of bed, you'd, you'd see, you know, to go take a shower, you'd see that and you'd see her in the shower fully naked kind of thing. Which, like, maybe you don't need it. I could do without the nudity. 
to you know but like in the 80s it would have been there yeah. but the thing is like in the 80s it would have gone to like you would have seen her head going towards it and then it would have cut to a close-up of like a tom savini nicely made prosthetic head <laughs> and the glass you would have seen the glass go in the blood come out and then it would have cut away because i mean like also like you know they shot way more gore than they needed to because they knew the ratings board was going to cut them back yeah if you look at like the later Friday the Thirteenth movies, there's like no blood in those movies. Right, like, seven, course. seven, and eight. Like they're so they're also so sanitized because they just got hacked to shit by the ratings board. Sounds about right. It's like every time you know the blade's just about to go in and then it cuts. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. So gnarliest kill of this movie, but like ultimately wasn't that gnarly. Wasn't that gnarly? Like nobody's closing their eyes and looking away because it just cuts away. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah I, then... like, I like it when it cuts away just after. Like you have that flash in your brain of like the glass going through the throat and up the top of the head, and it cuts away immediately after, so it leaves part of it up to your. Yeah. That's, uh, the, that's yeah. the kind of cut that I like. For sure. And I mean, that's what I mean, right? Like you would see that prosthetic head. It would cut to a close up of the prosthetic head. Yeah. You'd see the glass go into the chin, and then it would probably cut away. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Um,. Anyways, yeah, then Denise Richards is in the hot tub with champagne, and uh, she hears a noise, and uh, kind of going like, hey, who the fuck is, uh, who's fucking around here? I'm trying to have me time, bitch. And she gets out and looks around, there's no one there, she gets back in, and then there's a rose sitting next to the champagne bottle. It wasn't there before. Um, and then, yeah, she gets attacked by the killer who, like, slams the hot tub lid down on her and like closes it yeah, but it's like a it glass see-through or plastic see-through once you can see her and she's got like about you know two inches maybe of air yeah to breathe and then he comes at her with a drill and he's just like drilling in you know and she's dodging and she's trying to get away and, and she's trying to use this, the holes to breathe trying to use the holes to breathe and he's got this like thing that's probably like 13 14 inches long this drill bit like, a real long drill it's bit. real fucking long why do you need it that long? What are you drilling? What is uh, it? I mean, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't use drills very often. Could be, like, for concrete? I don't know. Anyways, yeah. big, 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 long drill. I mean, nowhere near the biggest drill we've seen on screen ever. Sure. Watch Body Double. That's got a big fucking drill in it. That goes through an entire floor. That's long. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We've, uh, been, we've been dwelling on the drill too long, haven't we? A little bit, yeah. So he's drilling through the lid of this thing. Yeah. Finally yeah. tags her in the arm. Yeah. And then, you know, blood starts to fill the pool. Yeah. And then it just shows him unlocking the lid. And it's like, okay, I guess he <laughs> he just wanted to draw blood first. Yeah, I guess, yeah. And then he opens the lid and throws the drill in. Yeah, and it's a, it's a drill that, like, takes a power cord. To yeah. run. It's not a battery-powered one, right? So he's got an extension cord going to this drill, and he just turns it on and chucks it into the hot tub. And, and then shuts the lid again. Shuts the lid again. And there's like fucking lightning going off in the... <laughs> it's intense. <laughs> it's a little cheesy because, you know, the pool is turning red because of the blood. And just like through the through the red, uh, you know, water, you could just see like lightning sparks going off. It's kind of dumb. Yeah, it's a little silly. Yeah. It's a little silly, but yeah. uh, whatever. And that, and that shuts off the oh, yeah. power to the whole house. The whole house loses power. Yeah. Which I don't... I'm not going to pretend to be an electrician or anything but i would assume that would just make the one of the breakers blow you'd think but i again i don't know anyway whole house is power and party's over people start to leave because there's no power yeah 
Um, and then that leaves just Kate and Adam and Dorothy in the house. And Adam had been seen at one point uh, drinking some champagne. Yep, he was tipsy. Yeah, and and Kate was obviously not excited about this. She was rightfully kind of upset by it. Yeah, because he's an alcohol. He's a recovering alcoholic, and she had admitted at one point, when you drink, you get mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, Dorothy says something to her about like, um, well, what did she say? Uh, the the cops. Said that they couldn't clear Campbell, or there wasn't enough evidence to... Oh, yeah, they they caught the guy. They caught J.M., one of the J.M.'s. Oh, the, the Jason guy from the beginning. Yeah. They caught him and said there wasn't enough evidence to... Yeah, so the cop called her to let he didn't her do it. know yeah. that there wasn't enough evidence to keep them. And so, like, he could be with you right now. He could be at your party. Yeah. And then... And then, you know, and then I think they fight about like, oh, it could be Campbell, you know, you've only known him for a month, blah, 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 whatever. And she's like, well, how come, how come the fat girl can't have one for once? You know, you guys all have your sexy boyfriends. Like, I just want to have a nice hot boyfriend. And then what about Adam? It could be Adam. And then they like have a big fight and she storms off. And then Adam shows up and he's kind of drunk and, and acting weird. Well, actually, like they have that fight and she storms out of the house and then goes to call adam well no, no, sorry, sorry. Yeah, go, kate, go, dorothy goes upstairs dorothy goes upstairs kate sto- yeah storms out goes to call adam oh, no, no or, calls she, the cop she calls the cop because the cop was on her on his way to the party yeah um and then she hears the cell phone ringing and goes down to like the pond in the backyard and finds the cop's head which is like the worst prosthetic. Just really comically kind of floats up to the top of the water all of a sudden. Yeah, it's like right next to his cell phone and then sees the um, IOU that she that wrote. She wrote, she said IOU TLC. Yeah. And gave it to Adam and sees that floating in the pond and she's like, oh my God, it's Adam. Uh, and then she goes back into the house to get Dorothy, I guess, right? Yeah, she goes in calling for Dorothy and Adam's there. And Adam shows up and he's acting kind of strange. Because he's, he's drunk. He's a little intense. And, uh, and you know. He, and he asks her to dance. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, she ends up clocking him with the champagne bottle. And kneeing like, him in the balls. And kneeing him in the balls. And, like, runs upstairs to her dad, or to Dorothy's dad's study, where, you know, she said earlier, Oh, my dad's got a gun in his study. And she's like, That's a great way for us to both get killed. Um, anyway, she gets the gun and, you know, she barely knows how to load it or anything like that, but she's going around and then, uh, she gets attacked by the killer. Yeah. The killer's there with like the, the whole outfit the ma- and yeah. the mask, like the, the killer kind of like lunges at her, but then they both fall down the stairs Yeah, and they tumble and then like the killer's not moving and she starts to get up, but then the killer sits up very suddenly and she starts to scream and then bam, bam, bam. There's a gun, there's several gunshots. Oh yeah, she gets shot like seven or, uh, the killer gets shot like seven or eight times. Yeah. And it's Adam, he's got the gun. Adam's got the gun that she dropped while she fell down the stairs. And, you know, very slowly and dramatically goes and reveals the killer, Doroth. <laughs> and it's like, oh, didn't see that one coming. That's a crazy twist. Yeah, like that's a crazy twist. And then, she you know, was the killer the whole time and like they had just had that fight so it's like, like, the, the movie, you know, is supposed to be all about this childhood trauma. Yeah. And so, like, her childhood trauma was being, 
like feeling like she was very fat um in school and being unpopular and being kind of like you know the outcast the pity friend yeah and, okay yeah 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 the pity and friend that's over, a good way to over put it. 13 years that i guess turned her into a murderer uh, so that's a crazy twist. Didn't see coming. I think you called it just before it happened. Um, yeah, I was like, oh, Dorothy's going to be in the mask. And then it was. And then, you know, and then I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, like, you know, it, there's a little denouement happening where he's on the phone with the police. And he's like, okay, thank you. Yeah, like, you just get here as soon as you can. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, he's like, they're on their way. And I'm kind of sitting there, I'm going like, ah, that's weird, though. It does feel weird. I'm like, that's not, like, good motivation. Like, um, and I'm like, there's just something off. And then he's like... And then he's holding she's, her. Yeah, she's like, I'm so sorry, Adam. And he's like, it's okay, Dorothy, I love you. I always have. And I'm like, wait a second. And then you see just a little bit of blood drip onto her cheek. And it pans up and he's got a nosebleed. And you're like... <gasps> oh, yeah so that's uh so he got away with it he got away with it he set up dorothy as the killer yeah and probably like maybe she was already wounded or something and like pushed pushed her in the killer's outfit probably out of that room onto kate and then shot her full of holes yeah and got away with it she must have been like clocked in the head or something and was like dazed or something because she doesn't say anything Like, it's, that's yeah. super devious. Like, at first I was like, whoa, twist, it's Dorothy. But then double twist, yeah. it was this guy the whole time, and he wins. Mm. He gets the girl that he wants. Well, I guess, I don't know, he might have been happy with any of them. I don't really know. But he gets the girl that he wants. I feel like he wanted Kate. I guess, yeah, he's, he's the one he's been dating yeah. on and off. Yeah. And then I was like, it was about him, But also, of. like, if you got the girl you want, why murder everybody? Well, he's a little unstable. I guess so. Trauma. Yeah. Anyways, so that's that's the movie. That's the movie. Pretty whack. It is kind of whack. And like some of it is laughably bad. But yes. then some of it was like all right. No, yeah, okay. You know? Um what uh what do you think it got on uh Rotten Tomatoes? Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Did it get? Uh, did it get like a? Mm, I'm gonna guess thirty nine. Oh, you're way off. Oh shit. It's a. It's a lot lower. It's a lot lower. A lot lower. Yeah. How much was like twenty one or twelve? Twelve. That's terrible. I don't think this is a twelve percent movie at no, all. I don't at all. Again, not great. No. Sure, but. Boy, have we seen worse pieces of crap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I honestly, I think I'm going to say craptacular. It's craptacular. Yeah, craptacular? I think I would have a really good time chucking this on with friends and watching it, like around Valentine's Day, you know? It's like have a couple friends over. We can eat cinnamon hearts and watch this fucking goofy ass. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, it. okay, yeah, it, it was not a good enough movie to give a, a breakfast club yeah. fist bump, and it, but it was not bad enough to be one big pile of shit. No. Uh, it's, 
it's like a low craptacular for me, but yeah. I, I'm going to join you in the craptacular category. I, I like, there's never like once when we were watching it where I was like, oh fuck, I just want to shut this off or like, oh my God, this is so fucking stupid. Or like, you know, like there was, there was things that we laughed at and like we had, I think a good time watching it and cracking jokes. And I'm like, that to me is what constitutes yeah. a craptacular movie. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. So I think, yeah. Well, like if someone was like, hey, should we all watch Valentine tonight? I would be like, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Let's get some, you know, have some drinks. We'll play a little Valentine drinking game or something, you know? I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah that's fair. Make make some quips at it. Yeah, I thought it was all right. Well, we found another one. We found another craptacular one. Took us fucking long enough. What was the last Jeez. one? What was the last one? I forget. I, I haven't. I don't. My list is incomplete. It wasn't elves, that's for sure. Nope. Holy <laughs> shit. It might have been Arena. That sounds about right. Was Arena Craftacular? I don't know. I think so. I think it was fun. Yeah, maybe. We'll come back to it. Uh, we will be having a um, retrocrapular retrospective. Um, oh, God. Yeah, we got to do that. Because this was... This is our 60th episode. Our, our 60th episode. We've been at it now yeah. for the years that amount to 60 divided by 12. Yeah. Six years, something like that. Five years. Five. Yes, it's five. It's yeah. definitely not six. Five years. We've been. We started in March of 2017. Yeah, that sounds about right. And I think technically we missed one month, one time. There was there was one month that we didn't see a movie, and then there was one month that we did two. So. Yeah. Or you're saying there's one episode? There was one month that we didn't even release an episode. Yeah, there was one month where we released the episode of Action Action that I was on where we talked about Predator. Oh, right, right, right. We released okay, it because yeah. we just didn't have time to record one. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, five-year anniversary, and we're going to do a uh, Patreon-exclusive retrospective on uh, all of the rankings that we've had so far, take a look at all the movies that we've thought are craptacular, and in that retrospective think if we want to change any of the ratings that we might have given movies yeah so yeah that's uh that's gonna be on patreon patreon exclusive uh next month is that really what we're doing what what are we doing oh god oh no oh if you're already in this much pain there's time to change it i maybe we might have to change it what's on the docket i wrote electra (laughs) <laughs> we've talked about doing that for a couple of years now and we i know i'm putting it I, off i bought it like a year ago at least maybe oh, more i remember texting you from like a value village being like yo should i get this for the podcast and you're like yeah let's do it like yeah it's gonna be so bad <laughs> and then i just like Ugh. oh i don't want to do it maybe maybe it's gonna be one of those ones we should watch the movie like early in the month just in case we need to bail <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> Let's do that. Come over beginning of March and we'll watch it. And then if we want to just not record an episode, we won't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That sounds fair. Okay. That sounds fair. <laughs> uh, I'm upset. All right. And if, uh, if that doesn't happen, we've got a backup. We'll watch. Um, I've got like just a list of like random movies that like that could be fun to watch one day. Make a list of 20. We'll roll a die and we'll see what happens. <laughs> Honestly, I probably could make a list of 20 <laughs> at this point. Should we, should we do a random one day? Yeah, let's do that. I love it. That could be fun. Let's start recording. 
and then roll the die and then stop recording to go watch it to go watch it back. and then come back yeah that's interesting i like that okay that. sure sure uh i don't know if we'll do that next month but well maybe <laughs> if electra is too painful we'll do that instead <laughs> yeah i do i do have a couple on here that i'm like eh, we could swap these out okay yeah yeah for sure uh so yeah if electra's uh too painful we'll we'll pick something else but yep how you feeling like i'm sad now <laughs> <laughs> now that i know i have to watch because i remember like i watched electra back when it came out and i don't remember how old i would have been at the time but like pretty young pretty young it's like 2006 so i'm like 13 maybe 12 13 would have been like around the time that like no 2006 seems to when did that actually come out daredevil was 2003 you were you were young enough to think that that daredevil movie was still good i liked the daredevil movie i liked it when it came out too it's garbage i haven't seen it in a long time it's 2005 so 12 13 i was 13 i watched a very interesting uh video essay um comparing um the ben affleck daredevil movie to the um daredevil netflix series interesting and it was like wow these are incredibly different and wow that movie made no sense (laughs) yeah um so yeah electra 2005 so i remember watching it at the time and being like wow this is bad and so like for, for a 13 year old to watch a movie and be like oh this is actively bad I think that must mean it's like pretty shit. Also, it's the last theatrically released film that that director directed. Uh oh. And it came out like a couple years after he directed one of my all time favorite movies of all time Reign of Fire. Oh. Yeah. And you've talked about Reign of Fire I a few times. I fucking love Reign of Fire. Go listen to Let's Watch That right yeah i did an episode i guessed it on that podcast and i talked about reign of fire and (laughs) i'm just spreading the gospel man i'm just like (laughs) y'all need to come come to the the temple that is reign of fire come to the fountain of fire fire. and and drink and drink in the goodness that is matthew mcconaughey with a shaved head and a beard (laughs) jumping off a tower with an axe to try and kill a dragon there we go that's that's a hard sell it's nothing better nothing better it's so good it's unnecessarily good and also unnecessarily forgotten i think it's so awesome anyways i'm I'm pumped again i might watch rain of fire tonight all right there you go i'm fucking jacked (laughs) so uh this has been the retro craptacular (laughs) for this week uh for this month uh happy valentine's day to everyone who celebrates uh and we'll yeah we'll be back next month with electra or a different thing yeah we'll see and um yeah and until next time uh if you want to support the show we talked about it, we have a patreon you go to link t uh link tr.ee slash retro pod you can find all the links to everything about the podcast uh related to the podcast uh, all of our socials are there our patreon is there you can subscribe to the show leave a review on itunes or whatever pod catcher you listen to your pods on it it helps us out with the show uh and uh you can just you know leave a nice review tell a friend tell your mom 
Definitely tell your mom. Definitely tell your mom. That should be the first thing you do, really. She wants to hear what we have to say about Electra <laughs> next month. <laughs> uh, and until next time, thank you for joining us. And always, as always, keep watching crap. <laughs>